Welcome to the Ephesians 3 podcast. Here you can listen to the student talks given at Ephesians 3, a weekly fellowship where students at Newman Parish in Columbia, Missouri, speak on topics of faith and experience fellowship and life-giving community. Based on the passage of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, the ministry seeks to lead students deeper in the Catholic faith through community, conversation, and prayer. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Because when I reflect on this question myself, um, it kind of gut punches me. I don't believe that I've been made good. I mean, yeah, sometimes I think, or in the moments when I feel most fully alive, um, when I'm with my friends or um, drinking a good cup of coffee, whatever, um, I feel good. But really to my core, I don't really truly believe that I've been made good. And I think a lot of that has stemmed from my childhood and um, some other experiences that I experienced throughout my life. Experiences in my life, whatever. Um, and I want to share a couple stories with y'all um, that came to mind when I was reflecting and writing this talk. wasn't expecting to share these stories, but the Lord had other plans. Um, so yeah, I grew up in a, a pretty broken household. Um, my dad was an alcoholic for a majority of my life, um, and so our household was pretty intense. Um, a lot of verbal abuse, um, and dad was pretty emotionally absent. And um, I was kind of wedged in between my mom and my dad, um, kind of the, the parent-child is the technical term, if you go to counseling. Um, and. So I had to do a lot of uh, proving to my dad um, to get his attention, to get his love. Um, And the one memory that came to mind when I was thinking about sharing about, you know, my childhood was um, I was probably three or four years old and I had just gotten this sequin dress and it was super cute. It was pink. I was like, yes, yes. (laughs) And I was like twirling in my bedroom in front of, this like tall mirror and I was just like looking at myself and my dad was actually videotaping me Um, but I I could care less that my dad was videotaping me I would rather have had him put down the camera and like just sit in awe of me and tell me that I was beautiful in my new sequined dress but he didn't Um, and that kind of that theme continued to follow me throughout um, elementary school, middle school, high school. My dad was my coach for a lot of my sports growing up. I played a lot of sports, karate, softball. Um, (laughs) Basketball was my sport. Um, And in high school, I really wanted to make the varsity team. And so to impress my dad, um, to finally get him to say the words that I'm proud of you, or you are good, Brenna, you are good. Um, and I love you, period. Um, and so I would go into practice an hour early and leave an hour late. Sometimes I would stay in the gym until I would made 100 free throws. Um, and then at one point, I was like training to shoot with my left hand and my right hand, 
Um, I was crazy, whatever. Um, but I, I did this all out of, out of a place to get my dad's attention um, and to have him see, see me as good. Some other memories that came to mind um, were from my college experience. Um, I, my freshman year of college, I got on Tinder and I started dating someone off of there. And you can kind of assume what that experience was like. Um, yeah, filled with a lot of sinfulness and led to a lot of promiscuity and addiction, but I was chasing after this desire to know that I was good. Um, and so I wanted this, this guy's attention, and so I would give anything to him just to hear that I was good. Um, but of course, I was left disappointed and heartbroken again. So all of those experiences led to a lot of continued healing work that I'm now doing um, and have been doing seriously for the last three years um, in counseling and my year with the Culture Project. Um, and the formation that I received on the understanding of the human person has truly transformed my life. Um, but it kind of forced me to begin to understand that I was actually good, not because of making the varsity team or trying to date someone that I didn't need to be dating. Um, but it also helped me begin to understand where my goodness actually comes from, because this is, this is really important and we'll get into that. So. <clears throat> to break it down, where does our goodness come from? Well, the cop-out answer, God. Um, but that seems a little bit too easy, right? So I want to break it down into two levels. Um, the first level is on a biological level. So any of you bio majors, Marty, we talked about this earlier, please don't come for me. But I have some uh, facts for you about the human person on a biological level. That On a biological level, we have been made good unlike any other creation on earth. Um, so, okay, from the moment of your conception, 23 chromosomes from mom, 23 chromosomes from dad came together and created a unique set of DNA, which is you. At the moment of your conception, unique traits about who you are were already determined for you. So your hair color, your eye color, skin color, height, weight, maybe some behavioral things were already determined for you at the moment of your conception. What? That's awesome. That's crazy. Okay, a little exercise for you. Turn to your neighbor and give them a fist bump. Be like, yeah, dude, you made it to Wednesday. <laughs> Make sure everybody gets a fist bump. Nice. Okay, did everybody get a fist bump? All right. So right then and there, your brain actually sent nerve impulses to your fist, fist up to 250 miles per hour. What? That's, that's faster than a Formula One race car. Okay, that's the fastest race car there ever was. That's pretty fast. And that happens actually every time that you blink your eyes, that you wave hello to your friends on campus. For me, it's every time I go to the pantry and open it up to get a cookie. Good stuff. <laughs> Okay, last fun fact about the, the human body um, and why we've been made, or how we've been made on a, on a biological level is good. This is kind of gory. Um, so all the blood vessels in your body, if you were to take them out and piece them together, kind of gross. But if you did it, they'd wrap around the earth two and a half times. 
You guys, that's just in your bodies. You don't even realize it. Okay, I didn't get my degree in anatomy, but how'd I do? Come on, good facts, right? Thank you. Okay. So you guys, literally no other creature has such unique intricacies about themselves. Another incredible thing about us as human beings that makes us different from plants, animals, objects, is that we've been made with an intellect and a will that allows us to freely choose good and bad. Crazy. Now that's the biological level and one point soapbox there. Moving into the spiritual level. Excuse me. Um, okay, so of course we probably all heard the scripture verse about um, that we have been made in the image and likeness of God. Ooh, Genesis. I love the book of Genesis. It's so rich. It's so rich. If you haven't had spent time in the book of Genesis, please, please do it. Um, in the book of Genesis, it doesn't talk about how God made the birds and the bees and the animals and the sea and the sky in his image. He says that they are good, yes, but he says so much more when he goes to breathe life into Adam or, or create Eve out of Adam's rib. He says so much more. In scripture it says, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And it was so. God saw everything he had made. And indeed, it was very good. I'm going to read that last part again. God saw everything he had made. And indeed, it was very good. It wasn't very good until he had made man in his image and likeness. And there's so much that you can digest in this scripture verse alone in the book of Genesis. And you can talk about the male and female, how we've been made in his image, blah, blah, blah. But the part that I want to dive into a little bit here is at the beginning of that scripture verse that says, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. This is pivotal for our faith and our understanding of how we've been made. Because God isn't just talking about his singleness. He's talking in, about the Trinity, us, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's so good. Um, this reveals, this, this scripture verse reveals a really profound part of the mystery of God and how we've been made in in his image. Um, it kind of brings to mind the, the image of this um, crystal prism where reflected in light, rainbows are like cast out of it. Um, and now if you pair that image and then think about yourself looking at that prism and being, a ref being reflected back to yourself. But then also if you add in there looking to your left and to your right and seeing how differently you've been made from the person sitting next to you and just solely appearance alone, but how that person has also been made in the image and likeness of God and is a reflection of him. What does that say about our God who's an, who is innately good? If we're a reflection of a God who is innately good, 
What does that say about us? So we can certainly say, well, I can certainly say and tell you that our goodness doesn't come from our status. Doesn't come from what Greek house you're involved in or not involved in. Doesn't come from how many novenas you pray or how many holy hours you make. Doesn't come from somebody else's opinion of you. It's not something that we can gain or lose. It is something that has been given to us as a gift that you can't return. That can't be broken or damaged. But why does all of that matter? Why does it matter if we know our goodness or where it comes from? Three reasons. First reason, because it gives us hope. A kind of hope that says that what we have done in the past or what we might be doing right now or what might happen in our life in the future doesn't destroy who God created us to be. It is a hope that reminds us we have great purpose, that God hand-selected you to be in the year 2022, to be involved at the Newman Center, to be going to the zoo, Second reason, it gives us freedom. There's a certain freedom that is unlocked within us when we understand our own goodness. It allows us to show up more freely, more authentically in our conversations, in our relationships, whether that be romantic or platonic. Our vocation, our career, we're able to enter those more freely. Third, it gives us security. There's like this safety net that's cast beneath us when we understand our goodness and that nothing can separate us from the Father. And that we, unlike any other being in the entire universe, have been made to be in communion with him. That's something special, something profound. Okay, but all of that is great and dandy, right? You can leave here and not really remember anything that I said. And, but maybe it gets you fired up. Maybe makes you want to consider being a missionary with the Culture Project. Talk to me after. Um, but actually, how do we apply all of this teaching about our goodness to our lives in 2022 in college? So I have some practicals for you. First one, prayer. Ask the Lord profoundly to reveal your own goodness. This will change your life. And he'll probably show you in ways that you had no idea existed. Or that was that's how the Lord was going to work. Second part under prayer. Um, meditate on the childlike version of yourself. The little version of you. Um, today, actually... We had a staff meeting at um, St. Lawrence, and um, I've been getting a lot of uh, being made fun of for uh, one of my childhood memories where I cut my, cut my hair like a boy, and everyone proceeded to call me Jerry. Um, and I wasn't going to share this story, but here we are. Um, and um, I felt really insecure about that little girl. And then I decided to take it to prayer 
and ask the Lord to, um, yeah, see that little girl and uh, to invite him into those memories that I have of being that little girl with the boy haircut. Um, there's a certain innocence that's restored um, and allowing to see the Lord interact with little virgin Brenna of me was really beautiful. So I invite you all in, into that. Third part under prayer is confession. I hate to admit it, but confession is a great tool to understand well, many things, but our goodness. Um, but it is so hard. It is so hard, you guys. Um, but it's truly the only place where we are so vulnerable that the Lord is able to pierce our hearts in a way that he couldn't otherwise. And it's also the only place where we are truly reconciled with the Lord in the way that he has created us. Second practical section is to seek wholeness. Sometimes prayer is not going to be enough. No matter how many novenas you pray, if you are going to holy hour like three times a day, asking the Lord to heal you or show you your goodness, Okay, sometimes you might need to go to counseling. And there's this huge stigma, I think, around counseling that says, I can't go to counseling unless something crazy is going on inside my brain or in my life. Um, but that is so false. I'm just here to cast that out right now. I think everybody should be going to counseling. Um, I've been going to counseling for three years, and it has profoundly changed my life. Like, Stuff that I was taking to my spiritual director, my spiritual director couldn't even fix. But once I started going to counseling, my life was changed. Baggage that I would carry. Literally, I didn't know that having an alcoholic father wasn't normal until I went to counseling. Yeah, crazy. So counseling, you should go. This is your sign if you've been thinking about it. But it truly helps us to untangle the lies that we believed for so long. Third practical section is community. Community is so important. Community helps us fulfill these first two practical sections. Our friends, your friends, can keep you accountable to make it to prayer, to check in with you, to see how your conversations with the Lord are going, whether they're about your goodness or what else is going on in your life. Um, community can keep us accountable to go to counseling. Um, and is often a really great source um, outside of counseling to help further that healing process. But also, community helps us, um, our friends help us, remind us who we are and remind us of our goodness. For me, those people are your very own Ryan. Um, Ryan and I have been friends for six years, six, seven years. Um, yeah, him, my best friend Ellen. I would not be here without my best friend Ellen. Um, she was the sole reason why I showed up to my holy hours in college. Uh, my spiritual father, Father Mitchell, um, reminds me that I'm loved. And then my teammate, Michelle, uh, from the Culture Project, is able to just uh, cut through all the lies that I believe about myself. Um, so yeah, community is really important. Ultimately, grace is gonna build on nature. 
So we can't begin to enter into other parts of our lives, whether that be dating, career, major choices, uh, future plans, vocation, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you want, insert here. We can't do any of that if we don't first understand that we are unrepeatably and irreplaceably made good. Made good. And so my friends, I want to tell you, you are good. Period. Do you believe it? So now we're going to transition a little bit into um, some discussion questions. And I have them here. And I can share, or I'll tell you them. Um, and just reflect a little bit on them, whichever one um, pierces your heart. Um, think about that one. And then in a little bit, we'll ask you to discuss with your neighbor. Um, so the first question is, uh, what keeps you from believing you aren't made good? What keeps you from believing you aren't made good? Number two, how do you feel about God revealing your goodness to you? Are you scared? Are you excited? Why? Why do you have that feeling? What practical steps do you want to take to start believing this about yourself? What do you want to implement in your routine right now to start believing your goodness? And then four, who in your life reminds you of your goodness? Who in your life reminds you of your goodness?